Pittsburgh Steeler fans. Hey, howdy. What is going on? It is the triumvirate of Davis, White, and Defio. If you're hurt, we'll get money for ourselves <laughs> because we're just podcasters and we'll just put it on YouTube or something and, and that's all that's going to happen. Um, just, I don't know what that's about. It's Labor Day. You got to talk about the labor. Oh, look at, look at the guns on... 50-year-old Tony Defio there. Whoa. I mean, Nobody knows I you, that. I, everyone knows that. <laughs> so, hey, guys. It is Labor Day. It's the B to the A to the D. It's Shannon White. It's Tony Defio. We're glad to be here on Labor Day. It's raining here in Maryland, so and nobody invites me to picnics anyways. I don't. I have picnics, and I invite all these people. Nobody invites me to a picnic. I, I guess I smell or I'm just loud and obnoxious and nobody wants to hang out with me. But anyways, <laughs> gentlemen, have you been invited to Labor Day end of summer bashes, Shannon? Well, it's really ugly and rainy and dreary here today. Like you're there to beautiful AccuSure Stadium and it's beautiful weather. And, you know, I, I see y'all having tailgates and cookouts, but we can't hear it's raining right now. Tony? Uh, I mean, it's it's every now and then, but I mean, you know, I, I also like to sit sit around and watch streaming TV. So to me, what's what's better at this point in my life? Streaming television is 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 uh, my girlfriend. So uh, I don't I don't want to go to any picnics. But uh, I can't believe you have you have press credentials. It looks like uh, <laughs> congratulations on all your success. Hey, I tell you what, I could be anywhere you want in two minutes. That's that's the miracle of uh, background settings. And, and you know, a gentleman that is in the live chat, the one and only Kyle Christ, he put on some background stuff in the background here in um, StreamYard. I'm like, oh, that's really awesome. So I uh, went and found a page. I, was, I had a brick wall by accident. And Shannon's like, where are you at? <laughs> well, you know, I'm in front of a brick wall and then i'm like oh i could get in front of accrisher stadium if i want my gosh i could be anywhere so i might just go ahead and do that um maybe have a different background every week it actually looks like i'm there doesn't it when i move i thought you were on location you the when, we, when we first logged on i i thought oh wow brian's uh brian's out and about good for him and, I, and i'm still not going to be invited to anything no one wants to hang out with me. I, I don't know what it is. I must be a jerk. Well, but anyways, I mean... some of you are hanging out with us today. We've got so many in the live chat. It's great to see all of you. Thank you very much. This is your holiday and you're hanging out with these three dudes. We appreciate it because I know black and gold runs through your veins. And we're going to make sure that we take care of everything for you <laughs> x eddie b says oh i thought brian wasn't wearing a shirt this is actually a shirt you know it's like so you can see that um you, you know what shirt i have that i got that looks really ridiculous on me it was a super bowl commercial two years ago with jason alexander and a tide commercial and oh, yeah. my sister sent it to me and i didn't i had no clue who sent it i didn't even know it was jason alexander i just this big face on a shirt almost this color looked like skin tone and i really look bad. a fat guy shouldn't be wearing flesh color shirts i'm just saying that this is more of a peach tie-dye that my daughter got me and she's 13 so i'm gonna go ahead and do that but i know you guys don't want to talk about 
what I'm wearing, what I'm not wearing. I don't think any of you want to picture me shirtless. So X Eddie B, you owe all these people for that. But with and now everyone wants to see Tony shirtless after seeing those those guns. So well, <laughs> as I keep saying, I haven't been doing yoga. So oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, America. All right, all right, let's do this. We are so close to the regular season. And something I was talking about on bad language today was Labor Day weekend always was the start of the Steelers season when I was growing up. I could I could tell you about some great Labor Day weekends and some not so great, but it always consisted if we were at a, we were at a picnics all the time, people invited my parents. They must have liked them. But and I had to come too. I mean, they couldn't say adults only at a picnic, um, so I was always there too. But when there was a Steeler game on, most of the guys, some of the ladies, were in watching the game, and that's it. And you know what? I'm going to call somebody out here. Owen, get over it. Get over Mason being QB too. Seriously. <laughs> That's it's a strategy. This was actually predicted months ago. It makes sense. That doesn't mean if Trubisky goes down that he's going to be down. Wow. Can I just say something? Yes. Can I go on a rant? Um, can I just say how much I am so looking forward to the start of the season? I've had it with the off season. Uh, who's the number two quarterback? Who's the fourth linebacker? Uh, who's the 52nd guy on the roster? I don't care anymore. I want games to talk about, to write about, to do podcasts about. And thank you for, for allowing me to uh, vent uh, there, Owen. Okay, Shannon, what's going on, buddy? I don't, I don't have anything to vent about yet. So we, we got we to gotta come up with something here. Well, that's the thing. Now, the, the name of this show today is Getting in Our Steelers Feelings. So it's okay to have the feelings, but my gosh. Let's just uh, let's talk about it. The depth chart did come out today, mm -hmm. and I did get off topic of what I wanted to talk about at the beginning, being Labor Day weekend and some great games, and we'll we'll save that to the end. So I'm going to go ahead and, and save that. So think about some of your great opening day memories, and we will talk about that. So, but let's talk about that depth chart today. Everybody knew Mitch Trubisky was going to be he was going to be the opening day quarterback for a long time. Did, did anybody really doubt that? Cause it kind of follows formula. It kind of makes sense, but my gosh, you've got a, you've got a backup plan. I really think that if something happens that Mitch gets hurt in a game, yeah, Mason does come in, but if he's hurt, and he can't play the next week, wouldn't be surprised if it's Kenny. So there, it just depends where you are in the season and what happens. I have no problem with, with uh, Mason being number two because this is kind of, a, my gosh, it worked for the Chiefs and Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And I know you could say, well, this isn't you know Alex Smith and Mahomes and who was it, Matt Moore at the time? I mean, it, it wasn't that. I don't even, Matt Moore was there for a little bit, but I, I'm not sure. So all I'm going to say is, it, yo, this is kind of what was set up. And we we actually, a lot of people thought this on draft day too. You know, so I, I'm not surprised at that. The depth chart, I hardly even looked at. 
but there were some things that that uh, really caught some people's attention. What else caught your attention from the depth chart? And I'm going to start with Shannon W. Um, I guess if, you know, at the first glance, it was uh, Levi Wallace uh, being uh, a number two. You know, with uh, Cam Sutton and Akela Witherspoon starting, because I thought when they brought in Levi Wallace, I thought he would be one of the two starters. I thought it would be Wallace and Witherspoon with Sutton, you know, sliding into the slot sometimes and, and being the first corner off the bench. But, uh, you know, Sutton is very smart. He knows the defense. And, uh, you know, it, it might take a while for Wallace to to extend up that depth chart, uh, you know, as a full-time starter. Tony, your thoughts on that. My thoughts are are simple. In this kind of defense with guys like Terrell Austin and Brian Flores, I, you know, Brian Flores is a linebacker coach. I get it, but he's also an assistant, uh, assistant head coach, something like that. They're going to go ahead and go to the laboratory and move some guys around. I think Levi Wallace gets a lot of play. Do you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the way they use, the way they, uh, uh, you know, the base defense right now is basically what, like a nickel or a a dime. Like, I don't even know what it means. Uh, uh, Like who, who, who's the, what's the base defense now? So, you know, they're all three of them are going to play, you know, uh, Sutton's going to play. Wallace is going to play. Weatherspoon's going to play. The only question is who are the, who are the, uh, the top two corners if, if, if it's not a dime and a nickel and, and they, they, they play a, a base defense so infrequently now, like the three, four base defense. It really doesn't matter um, uh, where Wallace is listed because he's going to be on the field a lot. That's, that's how I look at it. I, I don't, you know, I don't see it as uh, Wallace not being ready to, to, to start or, or being on the bench behind Sutton and Weatherspoon. I see it as, as uh, um, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to have a, a they're listing it based on, on a three, four base defense. That's how they're listing it. That's how I look at it. So they, they had the so um, Wallace is going to be the, in their minds that the, the listed behind Sutton, but in, in a in a in a nickel is that, am I saying it right in a nickel defense? Uh, Wallace, Sutton, and Witherspoon are all going to be out there. Nickel and dime, these guys are rotating around all the time. There you go. I I could rhyme. Uh, let's <laughs> see. I'm the Doctor Seuss of BTSC. You know, Jennifer Pritchard says, I'm glad to see Akello getting physical and I want to see more. Yeah, you know, he really is getting more physical. And that's something we didn't see of him. I know Dave Schofield might have mentioned that last week, too. He's kind of been impressive. I, I think you've got options. And one thing that I like about this team, sure, there's no Joe Hayden. And there were points in the last five years that where Joe Hayden was... You know, he was head and shoulders the best. It was Joe and the gang, basically. There was Joe and there was a bunch of cornerbacks. Now it seems like it's really even. And you could you have a lot of options. You have something at corner that you haven't had in a long time called depth. And I love it. I love that you have some depth here. You have depth in other spots now. Gentlemen, we didn't get a chance to talk as a threesome here. We have not talked about the trades yet. And the first trade I want to talk about is the ultimate depth. And it's for bringing in, I want to call him Jesse Reed, and that's not his name. That's putting two, <laughs> but Malik Reed. 
and you bring in Malik Reed, and I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know who Malik Reed was. I now remember him from from uh, the strip sack of Ben Roethlisberger. But I like the idea when you did not keep a guy like Jannard Avery and everybody was up in arms, they had to have known what they were doing. Tony, your thoughts on Malik Reed? I like the pickup. Like you, I didn't know much about him, but he's a young guy. He's in the last year of his rookie deal, former undrafted free agent. Um, and he's, he's been productive as, as, a, as a spot starter, actually more than a spot starter because he's started how many games? What, 26 the last two years because of injury? Uh, and he's had, what, 13 sacks combined? So I like it. And I like the fact that, that his pedigree is on, on the uh, underdog side because unlike Mel- Melvin Ingram, he's not going to maybe have uh, – what's the word uh, delusions of grandeur is that the, is that the right term and thinking, thinking he can come in and, and, and he should be the starter over, over an Alex Highsmith, which I think is, was the problem last year with, uh, with uh, Ingram. So I like it. I mean, you know, people were worried about the depth at the outside linebacker and he comes in and, and or they go out and they make this deal and on the cheap, really then have to give up a whole lot to, to get them. And, and, and I think it improves their, their depth greatly. It's, it's much better than Derek Tuska. I know that. And Shannon, I want to bring you up here too. You know, when I hear Tony brought up Melvin, Melvin Ingram, the third, when I hear Malik Reed saying, this is a part of God's plan, me coming to Pittsburgh. That's pretty awesome to hear. You know, that means that, that he feels that he got a gift coming to Pittsburgh. What were your thoughts with something like that? And him being the, the third one in when, when guys like Highsmith and Watt need to take a mask. Well, I've talked a lot um, in over the last couple of years that the best backups realize they're a backup. Not, not saying that they can't be a starter in the right situation or they shouldn't be prepared to start if a starter gets injured, but it means that they support the starters and are ready at a moment's notice at, at any point in the game. If you're worried about, well, I should be starting ahead of this guy, and you're envious, and and uh, you know, you, you, there could actually be some, not just drama, but you know, there could be some negativity there, uh, you know, feelings in the locker room, and telling your teammates, you know, I think I ought to be starting. I'm better than Highsmith is, and I think a lot of that happened last year with with Ingram. So I think that, as Tony said, this is a great situation because. Reed has been part of a rotation now for two years. Uh, he he was able to start when Chubbs was out, uh, but also he was able to, you know, be come in as a rotational piece and be very effective. And then, like you said, he was talking about that he feel like, feels like fate put him with the stores. He's excited about being there. I think all those are positives. And then when you consider that they picked up Jameer Jones, who knows the defense and was with the Steelers last year. Jones wasn't ready to start last year, and he got forced into trying to start when uh, Watt and Highsmith had the groin injuries at the same time. And that was a really a rough game. I think it was the Bengals game, if I ain't mistaken. And they could not generate any pass rush or stop the run. But if you look at Jameer Jones, he is actually a better run stuffer than Tushka was. So I think that's an upgrade because uh, Jones definitely has pass rush potential. And so I was excited when they was able to pick Jones up uh, because I do think he's an upgrade. So now you have Reed and Jones there 
in, in case, you know, you have Watt or Highsmith go down for a short period of time, I feel much better about the edge position. You know, I don't want to be that guy that, uh, and we have plenty of them here at BTSC that when they predict something that happened, then uh, it's like the the guy that has 32 brackets in the NCAA tournament. is like, mm. oh, yep, I predicted <laughs> that. But yeah. there's two there's two things that I there's two things that I did predict, and one of them was on the show last week and on another show when I said, you know, the Steelers are going to make a trade at the deadline. Most of us aren't going to know who that player is, but it'll be a piece of the puzzle guy that they know and they scouted, and it might be a guy that Mike Tomlin had his eye on at the combines way back when. You know, because I don't know if that was the case with any of these guys, with Reed or with Malik Reed or Jesse Davis. I mean, I don't know. All I know is that they keep track of these guys after they're drafted. They don't get drafted to a team and you forget all about them because they actually have relationships with these players, but they get their number gets called somewhere else. Um, good question. And Owen brought it up first about, you know, I don't really understand the uh, Jones for Tuska thing. I, I need to go back a little bit last year and figure out where everything happened. But Jones was on the roster and they had to make a move for somebody else. And they, they gambled and lost with Jones. They thought that, remember, they used to do this with LJ Fort and Steven Johnson. And they, they did this with different players all the time. And they would keep bringing them back and forth. And I think they thought they could do that with, with Quincy Roche and Jameer Jones. Well, it did not work, and they lost Jones, and they end up bringing in Derek Tuska. I don't think Tuska replaced Jones last year. So I think this is kind of a situation where they valued Jones in 2021 over Derek Tuska, and so when he became available, then they realized that they they valued him there, and they went ahead and made that gamble thinking thinking that he was going to go ahead and Tuska would be there if they needed him, maybe put him on the practice squad. But there's one thing that happens, and I kind of predicted this too in some conversations, but I didn't make a big deal about it. But I'm like, you know, if he goes anywhere, people were saying the practice squad, I'm like, if he goes anywhere, he's going to the Tennessee Titans because they seem to love ex-Steelers. Heck, their head coach is an ex-Steeler linebacker. <laughs> They've got Bud Dupree on that team. They have Ola Denny. They had Tuzar Skipper. I think they had somebody else. And now picking up Tuska works. So that tells me that a guy like Mike Vrabel really watches to see what's going on with other teams, like I just said the Steelers do. And he knows what you get and what kind of fit an ex-Steeler linebacker would be for him because they run similar type of schemes so yeah I, I thought that was really interesting so gentlemen that's the roster as far as that do you have any is there anything else on the opening day roster in the depth chart that surprised you i was i was um excited to see leal up there and uh, second team alongside Loudermilk. i think that's that speaks well for him as far as uh what they think of him already uh, after his first rookie training camp. Is that a weird thing to you though, Tony and Shannon and Tony, I'll ask you first because not very often do you see an or situation and they made mm -hmm. sure they put louder mouth, louder milk or layout 
yeah, in I, as I, an or. I just think it's 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 their way of uh, rewarding him for a for a, a, a decent rookie mini camp. I mean, or training camp. He um he really impressed a lot of people. Um, uh, and, and he showed he showed us a lot for you know he's a former third round pick. So I guess that's not too surprising. But I think it's 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 a uh it, it's it's it, it's gonna it's it's he's gonna. It's gonna be. It won't be long before he's he's. I think number two and a lot of next number three. I, I think that's that's it's, it's trending in that direction. Shannon. Yeah, I think the or is very important because I believe they're they're acknowledging they have two quality guys that can come in that they're planning on using both. You know, they could easily say that Leal's the third, and he's not going to get a lot of playing time. Maybe you know, as a pass rush specialist in certain situations, but I think by using the word or they're going to, he's going to get some playing time and some action. And as Tony said, it's, it's a reward that he's really put in the hard work, had a good training camp preseason, and he's going to be able to contribute some this year. So yeah, I, I think that's awesome. <clears throat> All right. Tyler W is asking, wonder what Rooney's press conference will be for. You know, a lot of people, gosh, on our Slack channel, a lot of people were gripping over this, wondering what it could be. Um, I think it's a, just a state of the union. Really, I, that's all that is to me. It's the start of a new season. You heard it here on, you saw it here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. The beginning of the preseason, Jeff Hartman is doing, the beginning of camp, he's doing a state of the union address. The state of BTSE address. And we see that at the end, just like there's an ending press conference for Art 2 as well. So I kind of think that's all that is. Uh, It's just an opportunity to get people excited about the season and and get this whole thing started. That's that's all I I think it's going to be. Shannon? Two possibilities. Uh, They said they would like to maybe do an extension, contract extension with Sutton. Uh, just throwing that out there that that is a possibility. Uh, you know, they might want to do it before Tomlin's presser. And also they, didn't they keep up one ketchup bottle <laughs> that they are continuing their, uh, relationship with Heinz. Yeah. And yep. so maybe they want to, you know, they had a, a, a press conference to announce the, you know, the name of the new stadium, of course. So maybe they want to, you know, make a quick announcement that they're continuing that relationship because I've not heard Mr. Rooney say anything official yet. Kyle Christ is saying maybe a Dan Rooney statue. This is kind of one of those. This is kind of when you make those special announcements right now. That's a perfect, that would be perfect. I tell you what, I would be at the, I would be first chance I got. I would be at a Dan Rooney, uh, you know, statue unveiling. Because as much as I love the fact that the chief started it all for me, when I think of the most influential owners and the most influential of chairman for me in watching the Steelers, the, uh, the guy that I remember most is Dan Rooney. Oh gosh. DMR, that guy, the man. And I, I told you where I was. I got to tell you a quick story of all places. I was in England, London, England, the day he died. And I was at a concert. And you'll laugh at me. 
I was at a Rick Astley concert. <laughs> and yeah, I was getting Rick rolled. <laughs> and uh willingly. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, gosh, in England, he's like Elvis. He's I mean, he's a big deal there. And so I'm there and my wife is hoping, and this was I mean, this was after eight o'clock. So the news that Dan died happened after I think after midnight, maybe. And so she was just hoping that she found out one of her friends texted her and she was hoping that I would not find out to ruin my night because she knew that that would instantly I, if I found out I would gone and then, then I went on and uh, I saw it because I was just, I picked up my phone. I was going to take some video, which I did of me. I have video, but I, uh, I was crushed. So, you know, Dan's my guy. Uh, people were asking about the background. I was just playing around with different backgrounds. Um, I decided to get Acrisure Stadium on in the background. Um, don't know if that's distracting or not. I once had me in the Ted Lasso locker room. I thought that was cool. Um, there's so many different things that I could do. I'm probably just going to go back to the regular room soon. I do like the brick wall, too, that I had as well. So, gentlemen, here's a question. Besides it being maybe a Dan statue, I think Shannon might be right on with the ketchup bottle because that that means a lot to a lot of people. And me, I'm the guy that I'm still pissed off about Heinz turning their back. So my sister, did I tell you about my sister and the gift she got me? Mm -mm. All right. So let me tell you this. My sister gets me a, I'm still calling it, it's always, it'll always be Heinz to me t-shirt. <clears throat> or I'm not calling it anything but Heinz. And she got me this t-shirt and she, I was just telling my dad, we were talking about Acrisure and they were all there. I think they set me up when I, when I said, I, I went on this five minute rant about why I'm not calling it Heinz. I'm calling it Acrisure. And for the fact that the Roonies did nothing wrong. Acrisher did nothing wrong. Heinz turned their back and I, I brought finances into it. I was all mad. And so she's like, my nephew's like, whoa, we got you a gift and hands me the t-shirt. I'm like, what a jerk I am. I'm like, I don't want this shirt. <laughs> and I upset her. She was really upset with me. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't want it. I just said, I'm not where. I'm not recognizing it as Heinz anymore. I'm recognizing it as Acrisure. I won't wear that shirt. It's so your, it's your duty as a journalist. Yeah, I mean, I'm the, I don't even consider myself a journalist. But you can tell me, live chat, you can tell me, was that a jerk thing to do? Shannon, I, I, I know Shannon has no problem disagreeing with me because he knows it's not going to hurt my feelings, and I respect that. Shannon, was I a jerk there? Well, she got it for you out of the goodness of her heart. So that 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 was a little jerky shit. Okay, okay. <laughs> I I appreciate that. Tony, what do you think? I mean, I, I think people just uh there's too emotionally invested in the name of that stadium. I you know, it's it's a sign of the times that uh that uh you're you're gonna have changeover in sponsorship names based on, on what they pay the team. So I mean I, I 
to me, I think if if you wear a shirt like that, you're going to stay stuck in the past. So I think you were right for uh, for not accepting it. I just thought by accepting it, they're why aren't you wearing the shirt? You know, I feel like Seinfeld. You got the shirt. Why aren't you wearing the shirt? <laughs> you know, and I was just, I, I don't know. I was just got off a long rant, and that would be like me wearing me just telling my political views and somebody giving me, giving me the opponent and saying, Hey, I got you the shirt. So I actually thought she was giving it to, giving it to me as a joke. Obviously they don't listen to me rant on my podcast, <laughs> but you know, live chat, you can tell me, let, let's take a vote. Let's see a uh, jerk or being true to myself. Let me know. Uh, so let's talk about this guys. We know what's, we know what's going on with this season and we know on paper what it looks like if you listen to my show bad language this morning you heard me mention that this is these are the worst super bowl odds that i have ever seen uh the last i think the list went down to like 1972 and even even in 1992 cowers first year the odds were 6500 plus 6500 for them to go and win the super bowl this year it's plus nine thousand, according to DraftKings, and plus eight thousand. you know it, it could have it could have been there um thomas riley says it could have been worse brian tampax could have bought the naming rights lol i would have i would have worn a tampax t-shirt like I'm, i will wear an acrisure t-shirt i have no problem doing that i do not want giant tampaxes in the end zones <laughs> like, I do not want that. That's all I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon just got really uncomfortable with that. But I, Tony's picturing the two. I'm just picturing yeah, them up I, by the I, scoreboard. <laughs> Instead of ketchup bottles, that would have been. Yeah, nice. that's a nice. Uh, that's a nice visual, right? Yeah. And evil anyway. saying United States Steel should have bought the naming rights. Anybody could have. Hey, they wanted to keep it in Pittsburgh. You know who should have bought it? it you know who should have bought it? The team who the, the, the sponsor who offered the most money should have bought the naming rights. And that's what they did. Yep. And they did. And Ram says, not so much jerk if she has a good sense of humor. It's funny. Yeah. She was she didn't think it was funny. She thought I I really upset her. Because my sister's always buying me stuff, nice stuff. I mean, one year, gosh, they bought me a Steeler fly crocheted fly swatter. I mean, if it's Steelers, they're gonna buy it for me, and I appreciate that. I I just uh, just didn't want the shirt. So, all right, let's talk about this. Your true feelings about this season, Shannon. Let's get in your Steeler feelings. This is not. It could go this way. It's not. I think it's going to go this way. It actually it is. It is. I think it's going to go this way. Not what you're hoping can happen. Don't say, well, if they do this, because I'm going to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> all right. Tate boys. I'm not going to bring that up on the screen. Very funny comment that was going on through my head, but I didn't want to bring it up. Um, <laughs> I love it though. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shannon. <laughs> go ahead. What? In your heart of hearts, what do you think this season's going to be looking looking like in the middle of January? 
I believe that they're going to improve as the year goes along on the offensive side of the ball uh, with the increased talent at the skill position players, the quarterback mobility. I think the offensive line will gel to at least get near average. And I think that they will be able to have improved their time of possession by converting third downs. Um, you know, they have more options now with that added mobility factor at with Trubisky, Pickett, whoever. So I also think that the run defense is going to be much improved with Alulu back and uh, Ogunjobi, who I think is going to really flourish with the Steelers this year. Uh, so I think that the Steelers are going to be in contention coming into the last two to three weeks of the season. And then we'll just have to see what happens. But um, if I was making a prediction at the moment, I'd say 10 and seven and a wild card team. All right. So I'm going to ask you to expand a little bit on that wild card team. Um, not past the first round or do they make their way into the second round and one through 16 give where they ranking. So obviously if they're a wild card team, they're one through seven. So mm-hmm. we're going to rank them in the AFC. Uh, I think they'll they'll be at, at ten to seven. I think they'll be the sixth wild card team. Oh, that makes and, plenty, plenty of sense. Yes. Yeah, and uh, I think somebody will get in uh, at nine and eight, which will be uh, the seventh place team. But uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to go go with Cincinnati to win the division uh, because they just have the best quarterback in the division. And I think that, that Burroughs is worth quite a few late game clutch victories because he, you know, he has the it factor. So, but I think the Steelers can be competitive and I think they can split with the Bengals and end up, you know, finishing second in division and making a wild card. Tony, let's get into your Steelers feelings. What's going to happen this year? I think, um, you know, I think they're going to struggle on offense early on, like they did last year. But the, the, the unknown is is the quarterback play because you know they didn't have any, you know, they didn't have Trubisky or or Pickett last year. So uh, assuming that 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 Trubisky is the quarterback for the entire year, uh, you know, I think with it, with his mobility, he can do some things and he better than Ben did last year as far as being able to, to avoid a pass rush. Um, and the offensive line is is I'm willing to give it the benefit. of of the doubt simply because they have two new additions with Cole and Daniels and more is still young. And I think having Dotson in there as a starter, if he, if he can stay in there all year, that that'll be an improvement. So I think there's an opportunity for the line to get better. Obviously they have excellent skill position players. There's no question about it. So if the line can improve uh, over the course of the year, it's a big F of course, we, cause we haven't seen any evidence of that as of yet, honestly, uh, then they could be a better offense by the end of the year. Uh, the defense, I think, I'm, I'm, I think the, the defense is is, is going to be pretty stout. Um, it's certainly going to be better against a run with Ogunjobi and, and uh, Alu-Alu back back in there after missing most of last year. I think it has to be better. I think Miles Jack's going to be a, a big addition for them, and he's going to he's going to carry a lot of weight for them this year. Uh, Fitzpatrick being allowed to be Fitzpatrick again and and be that freelance guy and not have to worry so much about about playing in the box. I think that's going to help. Um, but the AFC is just so loaded. <laughs> it just is so loaded. So many great quarterbacks in the, in, in, in this conference. Um, 
honestly, I think it's going to be like they like they've been the last few years, with the exception of 2020. I think they're going to they're going to be in it till the end, um, and I think they're going to contend for that last wild card spot. That's where I, I see them as the seventh, the tenth best team in, in the conference uh, as of right now, and I think they're going to be eight, nine, or nine and eight. And and if they do get in the playoffs, they're going to sneak in. That's just my gut feeling right now. All right. That sounds pretty good. I, I think that I'm a lot like Shannon. I think this is a six win team, excuse me, a, uh, a sixth seeded team. And I hope I didn't uh, jinx it by saying that. <laughs> um, I'm afraid of the Baltimore Ravens though. I, I say this every year. I do. I never discount that team. A lot of people were saying that if they're healthy, they're deadly. Uh, a few people said that Big E, uh, Jonathan Harvey, um, I do want to address something, and it's about programming. And this is this is a great. I think this is what uh, Pedro is talking about. And I'll go ahead and address that. You guys need to get your times the same. That's uh, that's because of the YouTube shows. And the reason we do this like this on Monday is a lot of the time there's a Monday night football game, and uh, not the Steelers, but when there's a Monday night football game, that means if the Steelers are playing, we can go beforehand. That means that we don't have to compete with a Monday night football game as well. And the other big thing is the reason we go early on Mondays is because a lot of people are really still hyped from that Sunday Steelers game and want to talk about it right away. So we kind of do it that way, but you know, I do, I do appreciate that. I mean, we, it could be, it could be stable all the way across the board, but that's why it's kind of done like that. You know, the rest of the week, you're uh, we're dealing with primetime shows. But thanks for letting me know that. That's something, as podcast producer, I always want to hear. And, you know, the one thing that I don't listen to is anybody complaining about the fact that we have music. Because the uh, I think the music is fantastic. The composer of that music is on this in this live chat so uh shout out to uh jerry cherry band um for allowing us to have that music and we play so many different songs we've been playing that music on the audio side for over two years now and you just don't hear it here and now we do it here so we can transfer that straight over to the audio side and i think it's really good good uh stuff so if you are just complain, if you are complaining about music, then come on. If that's the worst thing you can say about this show, when I think it's really good stuff, in fact, go and go just download some of that stuff on iTunes. There's two. Married to Myself is a fantastic album, so definitely check that out. Pedro says I just missed 30 minutes. I understand. The good thing about it is on Facebook, Pedro. You could excuse me, not Facebook, Facebook or YouTube you can go back and check out the rebroadcast of the show. Or if you want to listen to it when you're driving down the road, any of these shows are on the audio side too. Um, so I just want to let you know, there's, if you missed the first 30 minutes, guess what? There's a chance. If you want to go back and listen to what we said last October about something, you can do it. You can go back and listen to those shows too. So I appreciate it. But the bottom line is you're here with BTSC Pedro, we definitely appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Guys, before we get going, I was talking about this at the beginning. It's Labor Day weekend, and Labor Day used to be synonymous with Steelers opening games. What is one memory you have, good or bad, of opening weekend with the Pittsburgh Steelers on Labor Day weekend? Tony, I'll start with you. 
No, that's that's easy. It's Bill Cowher's first game ever, uh, 1992 against the Oilers. That down 14 nothing, the fake punt and everything. It was just such a such a great, uh, great, great way to kick off a new era after the, after Chuck Norris retired, and uh, you know at the end of '91. So that's one that stands out. I mean, last year was fantastic. I mean, I, as a 49 year old man, I got to, I felt like a little kid again because I didn't expect them to go to Buffalo and win. As far as but, the downs, but that wasn't Labor Day weekend though. No, that's that's true. But, but yeah. it, it counts. It counts because it's opening. You know what? It's opening weekend. Yeah, but but as far as as when I was you know younger, definitely the, the Oilers game. And as far as the bad ones, you know, fifty-one nothing and eighty-nine. Oh. That that stands out. But those are the two that come to mind uh, immediately. Shannon White. Yeah, the I guess the one that stands out to me the most is the the Bill Cower his first game. Uh, because we got a, a real glimpse of what kind of coach he was going to be. Uh, you know, I I guess I never paid attention to him as an assistant like I did as, as a head coach. And, you know, where he's calling the shots and going forward on fourth down, he was ultra-aggressive and, and so intense. And, you know, you, you'd kind of – the Stewards had gotten into a, a lull period there for two or three years in a row that – at the end of Noel's tenure that, you know, they, we all love the Steelers. We were still fans, but it just, it wasn't as exciting. You know, I would watch the preseason and stuff, but it wasn't like I was, I wasn't as passionate as I had been. And, uh, you know, just being totally honest. And Kyra brought that back in a big way for me. Uh, and I believed again that they could win a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I thought it would be more 95, like we thought, <laughs> 94, 95. But you could see that he had that ability as a coach and that, that he was going to get the best out of his team. So I was glad when he finally did win it, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was the one that stuck out to me was that first uh, one with Cower. You know what? I have a bunch that pop into my head. And the reason they do is because I was always glued. I can go back to 1981 and I could tell you about Bradshaw trying to kneel on the ball and it's squirting loose <laughs> and the chiefs taking it in for a 37, 33 win on opening day. And I was at a party. I was, that's when people used to invite my family to picnics and I was there and everybody was going crazy. I can tell you about 1983 is John Elway's first game. And, they beat the Steelers 14 to 10. Mm-hmm. I can tell you about 1984 with the Steelers starting out with David Woodley at quarterback and Lewis lips as a rookie. He served notice that he was going to be a stud in that game, but one stud fell that game and it was Jack Lambert. Cause that was the turf toe that put him away for that season. I could talk about 1985 with Mark Malone and five touchdown passes against Arch Schleister and the Colts at home. And they won. The, I mean, they just destroyed the Colts in that game. I could tell you about 86 where I could hardly watch the game and I was watching it on a snowy TV because we were moving my sister into college and I wish I would have missed it because they lost 30 to nothing to the Seahawks. I could tell you about 87 when they beat the 49ers on opening day. I, I could keep on going. You don't want to hear me going. I don't want to talk about 89, that 51 to nothing. Oh, that about killed me. I remember 92 
that was amazing. And that was Bill Cowher's first year. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately remembered 95. That's when the Steelers beat the Detroit Lions, but they lost Rod Woodson and they lost Neil O'Donnell for a month. And they still went to the Super Bowl. And both those guys ended up playing in that Super Bowl. You know, there, there's so many, I've been to, I've been to opening weekend games. I've, I've watched them lose to the Cowboys a couple times, but still have better seasons than the Cowboys that year. You know, so I, I've seen so many things on those opening weekends when they were playing on Labor Day weekend. And man, it just takes me back and it makes me feel like I feel now. And it, it it just reminds me that I don't sweat a depth chart. I don't sweat what's going to happen with this team. I just know that I could live vicariously through this team and I could get lost. It's like when my friends, we went, I'll tell you this, July 3rd, 1996, has nothing to do with the Steelers. We went to see Independence Day. That was a blockbuster movie back then. And that's when blockbuster movies, they made a big deal about these blockbuster movies. And I loved that movie. And my friends were laughing at me. I said, Will Smith's going to be one of the great actors of our time. And they're like, oh, you're, you're kidding me. I mean, that guy, no, he's a comic actor, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you found out, and we're not talking about the slap, but we're talking about, you know, the guy was a great actor. But my friend's wife was like, that was ridiculous. That movie stunk. No way will the president ever get up and get into a fighter plane. I'm like, you know what? I watched this movie and I got lost in this movie. I had no problems in my life when I was watching Independence Day. That's why I don't have problems in my life when I'm watching the Steelers. And when I'm talking about the Steelers and living vicariously through the Steelers, I love it. And that's why I'm blessed to be a fan of the black and gold. I'm not a fan of the Cleveland Browns and I'm glad I'm not. We can get going now, but I want to bring up a question that happened way at the beginning. And I can't remember who, who had the question, but I thought it was great. And we're going to have fun with this last question. And we're going to get everybody to join in on it and i can't remember the name oh there it is it's punk drummer and one of the great things is the fact that we're going to start seeing some names come back in the mix that we haven't seen since january punk drummer is one of them let's bring this up on the screen i met this beautiful girl but she's unfortunately a browns fan my gosh what should i do dater Show her the way. That's what I say. Tony, what are you doing with a Browns fan? Well, you got to learn to pick your battles. So, uh, Dater, beautiful girl. I mean, those are uh, a good catch is uh, hard to find. Uh, so I would just, uh, you have to overlook some things. You know, you have to learn to live together. So that's what I would do. If she's, if she's, if she's a, a good, a good uh, person, then the team she roots for doesn't matter. Shannon White. I wa- Shannon White, I once dumped a Cowboys fan. Because she mocked me when Curtis Martin took off in that fog playoff game for like an 80 yard touchdown. And she got up and danced because she thought she was teasing me. I was done with her from that day. I was raised to not be unequally yoked together. (laughs) And so I could not date a Cleveland Browns fan back when I was single. 
But a fun, quick story. When my, me and my wife met at work, and we would have lunch together lots of times. And that's when we used to start talking. And so, you know how it is. You're, you're trying to get to know somebody. I'm like, you know, you like football. You know, who's your favorite team? She goes, well, I like Warren Moon and the Oilers. Which I come to find out that her ex liked the Oilers. And that's the only reason she really knew about Warren Moon and the Oilers. And, but she tells me that's who she liked. And um, so it took me a while to ask her out after that. But but now, <laughs> but now I have converted her. She loves the Steelers. My whole family does. If if they didn't, I would have failed them miserably. But uh, so just because, as you said, you know, you can always try to convert them, bring them over to the good side. You know, there, I know the dark side's out there, but you can always try to bring them to the good side. The only thing I'm going to say is I, I agree with both of you guys. I'm not going to go ahead and uh, I'm not going to throw out a Cleveland Browns fan. Not at all. I'll, I'll like to convert her as well. But if you are in an argument, punk drummer, and you piss her off, make sure your head is covered. Because <laughs> if she sees something, something heavy, like a helmet, she's going to bonk you with it. She does. So, but go ahead, give her a chance. In, in the scheme of things, we're all people. We like different laundry. There you go. With that being said, Tony and Shin, this was a lot of fun for Labor Day. You guys going to go grill out? Not me. I'm probably going to go to Target and buy some uh, some dinner. I'm a Target fan. I I really am. Uh, Shannon White? Well, we already ate, but we ate inside because, like I said, it's raining. All right. Punk Drummer says, ha ha, this is great, but I want to know your decision. What are you going to do? Put it on the screen real quick. Well, I'm getting ready to get on out of here. I've got to know how, the, and you've got to promise us, Punk Drummer, next week, you're going to tell us what happened with this girl. If you get her digits, I mean, if you send her flowers, black and gold tint. You can send her black-eyed Susans. They're black and yellow, right? And hey, man. Yes. We, one of our own, BTSC, Staffers, one of our one of my colleagues, my brothers, as you know, Jeremy Betts, when he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars preseason game, he had his family picture on there, and his wife was wearing a Cleveland Brown shirt. Oh, that's right. There's some, yes. there's some. She's an See? Ohio State fan too. Yeah. I forgot about that. So See, you, you can go. make it work, and it's right. working for Jeremy. He outkicked his coverage, and I'll leave it at that. The but, baby but, was wearing black and gold, though. That's all the other kids were wearing black and gold. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. <laughs> Both of my kids, my gosh, 10 minutes in their lives. I made the hospital here in Maryland take two official baby pictures. One had to be draped in a terrible towel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's what happened. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get on out of here. Punk drummer, you got to let us know what's going on and let us, if you need advice on, on the date. Don't ask Tony, me, or Shannon, because uh, maybe Shannon, maybe Shannon can give you good advice. Tony and I, I'm happily married, but uh, I, I'm a bad at dates, I think. So, um, okay, wait, wait, we got we got the answer. I'm going to pursue, but with caution, we have her converted by week three. Ha ha, probably not, but week three will be interesting. All right. Uh, good luck with that. Okay. <laughs> week we three. Are going, 
we're we're gonna find out next week. I mean, we needed the progress, so we're gonna have a segment <laughs> next week. We can't forget this, fellas. Punk drummer and the Browns fan. We will. I know we're gonna be talking Steelers and Cincy, but we'll talk about that too. For Tony Defio, for Shannon White, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Make sure you check out BTSC for all of your favorite things. We need you to do three things for us. And actually, maybe four. But one is stay safe. That's the most important thing. We need you to be here. And we need you to be a part of our BTSC family. But stay true to yourself. <laughs> don't stray from who you are. Punk drummer, don't say, yeah, I, I kind of like Baker Mayfield. I have respect for Miles Garrett. Don't do that! Three, always be beside, behind <laughs> The steel curtain. Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> be, be, be something, something. Uh, Tony, help me out here. Let, let me set you up with this one, Tony Defio. Just when you think you've got all the answers, we keep changing the questions. Shannon White, you take us home. Woo! Check it out. Check it out.